and welcome to this podcast series from Prompt Business Strategies, the turnaround and growth specialists. We will be taking a close look at the world of turnaround and exploring how to grow your business. We'll be talking to the people who have experienced it, from financial directors to lawyers and business owners, in order to give you insight and practical help. So if you are faced with dealing with a similar situation, hopefully it won't seem so daunting. Your host is David Stone, founder and CEO of Prompt Business Strategies. He'll be joined by a range of experts to discuss the hot issues. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Andrew, good to catch up with you again. Hi, David. How are you doing? Andrew, could I just ask you just to give sort of a bit of your background in the company that we're involved in and your sort of position and the sector the company operated in? Yes, absolutely. So, uh, hi, I'm Andrew, and I work typically in the FMCG uh, brand space, typically working with companies that sell into the large grocers, uh, large high street and internet um, internet uh, online uh, sites mainly, uh, the likes of Amazon, etc. The the role that obviously you and I got involved in, David, was obviously clearly around the turnaround of a very uh, very well known brand, uh, been going for over 125 years. Yes, but have been making a large number of um, poor decisions over a number of years and made a number of acquisitions which didn't quite work to plan. And it kind of um, tipped them into a position which was kind of dicey for them and difficult, and they had lots of banks over them, et cetera, uh, which, which, which was the challenge, actually. Yeah. So, Andrew, we first met, as you know, um, Prompt were asked by um, advisors and the bank and the shareholder to, to do a first bit of work and, and do a sort of initial review and, and also just do a cash flow piece to sort of understand was the business going to immediately fall over or not? Yeah. Um, during that process, um, the FD, the existing FD, uh, chose to leave. Now, that isn't completely unusual in turnaround. We, we do see that happen. Uh, and we came across yourself, which was a fantastic um, find. And obviously, you came into the company you know, reasonably quickly. Um, I'd be really interested to hear what your initial thoughts are from obviously getting the overview of what was needed. But actually, once you've got your feet under the table, yeah. what do you really find going on? Okay, so I think look, the first thing is the management there, uh, with you being the exception, were a bit rabbit in headlights, to be honest, um, a bit uh, unsure of what to do. I think they'd got into um, a business which had been so staid and also uh, had been so driven by the owner that actually it was that there was a very strong hierarchical hierarchy in the business, and as soon as the business started to fail or essentially lose cash, yeah, um, the ability to actually think what the hell do I do about that um, was actually really limited, and they didn't have any perspective other than the perspective of asking the owner, uh, and at that time the owner was obviously had a difficult health situation. Uh, and in fact, was passing the business over to his to his to his to his family, and it, it became quite clear quite soon that actually the board needed to be stabilised. It needed to actually realise that um, that this was in a tricky position. Uh, it needed someone with a core head. Um, initially, obviously, you, David, and that's where you came in before me, in fact. And I think it really needed you and prompt uh, to actually help stabilise that business. Yes. I think the second piece. Um, is that a large number of the um, 
directors have been in the business for an awful long time. So, um, and I think they hadn't been in a situation where cash was suddenly an issue. Uh, it's not something they were doing. They were operationally in focus and tend to be that way. Yes. So coming in and actually telling them, hold on a minute, guys, there's something not quite right here. We need to restructure this business or at least reset it um, became a challenge for them. I needed prompt to kind of, kind of pull that message together and actually help drive some of that agenda. And and how do you think it sort of, as you rightly point out, that the, the board was looking really for the shareholders for money. Mm. Interesting also, obviously there was a major bank um, involved in, in this one. Um, and I was just interested what your sort of early view of the bank. I think the bank was absolutely didn't know what to do. Uh, I think that's in a way, David, where you and your team actually really helped stabilise the relationship to begin with. When that CFO had left, uh, the bank turned to prompt to effectively provide that support to the bank and to the directors and to the business and really manage those relationships through what was a difficult period. And I think without you or without prompt being there and uh, your team, I think we would have really struggled because I think the credibility that prompt brings to the party, to the situation it found itself in, was critical because it gave that breathing space for enable, to enable the business to go, okay, what do we do about this? Yeah. To enable the director to go, okay, what do we do? What's, what's the plan? What's the strategy to get out of this? Um, and what levers do we have uh, in our hands we can, we can pull and push uh, to improve the situation? And Andrew, I saw very early on, you take a, obviously the lead role for the board. I mean, that was absolutely critical that the board had a leader. Um, did you feel you had the power to sort of bring about change to the board in the way perhaps you would have in a normal business that wasn't stressed? Because this is a very highly stressed environment with very little cash. Not initially. Look, I think I think there's two critical people on the board. And we were lucky in a way. We were, I was lucky in a way. I had two people on the board, um, me and one and you, effective and prompt, that actually could help drive the change. And it was by having both of you on one side, me on the other, um, acting with the directors day in, day out, literally at the coal face 99% of the time, and you were not far away from 99% either. <laughs> I think that fundamentally made it quite re- re- well, more easier to, to, to change and transform the business. I think if it wasn't there, I think a CFO quite, quite quickly um, could lose focus and would not gain the board's approval. And without, without having that board approval and the owner's approval and the bank's approval, it's very difficult to affect the transformation that's required yeah. in these businesses. And that's why I think it's critical when a business is in any kind of issue, uh, cash issue and it can see it's burning cash quite frequently, that it gets advisors involved like yourself. Because it's at, it's at that point where the change can be made. If it's left too late because there's too much pride in the directors, and there was quite a lot of pride in the directors given how long they've been there, some were 10, over 20 years, Yes, I think, I think it becomes too late. Yeah. So the sooner you can get your advisor in to advise you, even if it's in quite an advisory capacity, as you said to begin with, you did an advisory role to begin with, I think that was quite critical in gaining the credibility of the bank and I said the owners uh, and the family that owned the business effectively. Otherwise, I, you know, I, honestly, I don't I don't believe it would be here today in the, in the, in the way it is. And do you reflect because uh, i do in terms of how collectively we communicate possibly to the shareholders because obviously this is an international business that is throughout europe as well and actually has greater reach than europe um and therefore had I, to, to me i had a lot of distractions going on 
And I'm just interested in your sort of dynamics of the distractions from operations in Italy, for example, and what the shareholders were looking for. Yeah, I think that one is the shareholders didn't really know what they were looking for to begin with, to be honest with you. They were looking for, to grow the business. They had the strategy of growing the business in a business which was actually losing money hand over fist. You know, this, was, this business was losing at £1.6 million a year. Yeah. So it's not as, and cash burn was even greater than that at times. I think the other issue, and this is probably the biggest issue that uh, Prompt faced and I faced when we were there, was um, the management team, the senior leadership in the business, not just the directors, but one level below that, and actually convincing them this is a real issue. They had previously, this, the acquisition that effectively went wrong, these individuals in, the, in, that, in that business that they acquired, was um, a, a large corporate. Yeah. And they were not used to dealing with cash, and they were not used to dealing with um, really have, or trading a business hard. They always had processes around them uh, and people around them and the support network to do that. But in this case, then it wasn't it wasn't defined that way. We didn't have that. We didn't have that support. No. And that, in a way, I think was the harder issue because prompts came in, uh, and then obviously me on top as well, to try and give them processes, to give them direction, which they previously didn't have. And I think actually that's probably one of the biggest parts of turnaround. You know, there's a financial side to this, okay, improving the cash position, but there's another side to this which I think is equally important. Is around the people and keeping them informed. And one of the things you did very well uh, is you were obviously regularly in Italy and Germany and in the UK, and you were presenting back to the employees very, very regularly about what's going on, how can they can how they can help, what the situation was in a very calm and collective way. And actually, by adopting that approach, I think everyone came on that journey with you. Okay, there were some people that left, and there always will be. Yes, yeah. but the majority of people actually kind of look behind you and go, okay, we're going we're gonna to back these guys. They know what they're doing. They've got the banks on side already. They've got the family on side. Uh, and they're now starting to drive this business and change the, the, the direction of this business from one, as I said, which was largely or very unprofitable to one which was more than break-even, in fact, slightly profitable by the time, by the time we finished. And, Andrew, I, was, I totally agree. I, I really think the people are everything, actually. It's very easy to get caught up in cash flows. And, and as, as we are sort of quite financially orientated obviously are leaning and and i think often in these crisis situations because they can almost become bank-led very quickly everything becomes financial and often the people get lost yeah and I think the round part is really important on that david so you know it's not just about communicating to the employees and to senior staff it's keeping that morale yes because if you start losing that morale in the team clearly they're more likely to lead or to leave the business and what you don't want is those experienced people leaving the business at a time of when you, when you most need them. So it's just about over-communicating, keeping that morale, walking around and talking to people, that, as you did, as I did as well, day in, day out, to keep their morale up, to understand that this, position, this business is going to succeed, is going to turn around, because 90% of businesses don't fail. What tends to happen is they just reinvigorate themselves in another way. Maybe someone buys, buys the brand and they start again. Maybe, you know, the balance sheet, they, they go into administration, whatever it may be, and, but they tend to not just fail and go and fall off the planet. Someone tends to pick them up and buy them and do something with them. And I think having that context and sometimes stepping back from the situation and seeing that uh, and informing people of that is, is fundamental in terms of keeping that morale going in the team. Yeah, and Andrew, that neatly sort of gets on to 
the roadmap and, and options. And as every sort of knows and gets involved with me, I, I, I sort of live on a roadmap and, and prompt yeah, has a roadmap with options and keeps those under review. Um, one of the things that I've, I see pretty much in all businesses that are going through some kind of turnaround or distress is the amount of time taken up with sort of stakeholder management. So that, And that can involve primarily a bank, and often a bank will use a panel firm of advisors, so one of the big accountancy firms. Um, And I'm just interested in your reflections on that, because obviously this company group we worked on, in real terms, there was a high stakeholder requirement. We've got a major bank and interested party. Now, just your reflections on that, actually. Yeah, I think the, the, the bank was in for a lot of money. In this situation, it lent um, unwittingly to a certain degree and got into this situation. And I think you know, professional advisors, um, the major accountancy firms, etc., have their place. Prom embeds itself in the business, understands the people, understands the cash flows, and then looks to transform that around. And they're they're on the ground. You know, you always told me you know, you know roll your sleeves up and get involved. Yeah. And that's exactly the thing what prompt does very well. Oh, it's very much. I I see all of these turnarounds completely as a team effort, mm. and actually, it's the strength of the team. It's not. It's not one individual will get the company from from A to B. As well as as we said earlier, is taking all the employees, everybody around on the journey. And yeah, I think. But but Dave, but Dave, the bit I haven't mentioned, the bit I think is all important. Now, if I just say one thing, sorry, uh, sorry to interrupt you, is that. By prompt being in the business, it's not just about managing the cash flows and working with the employees and morale. Prompt also can help to assess where the value of the business is. And that's critical in any transformation. Because, you know, in our situation, we knew, we knew within a few months of going through the analysis, going through the numbers, that the European business was pretty difficult. It was actually burning the majority of the cash of the group. It was. And we had to address that. And I don't think we would have addressed it in quite as fast fashion as we would have done if Prompt wasn't there, if a, if a big accountancy firm there was, al- or I was there on my own. Having Prompt alongside me was really supportive and really helped drive that agenda across that shareholder and, and obviously stakeholder base. And Andrew, I also want to talk about on the on the journey, and that builds neatly that we, we sort of got to a point where we could see however much we tried, we were we couldn't completely stop the cash burn and we couldn't actually right side the balance sheet. I, I can remember a day in the office where we both yeah. looked at one another and we got to this sort of tipping point on our roadmap said, we need to have a rethink. You know, we just, we, we've tried really hard, but actually we now need to think differently. Um, and back to what you said earlier, that sometimes the solution it's different, you know, in terms of it's protecting them. What is the right thing to protect? And at that point, we were really protecting. Well, I think jobs is very high on our focus, actually. Yeah. Um, also, shareholder value, and I'd be interested because I think it's quite an interesting slant on this on how the shareholders got protected by brand protection, and then how we went to market using. Obviously, a large panel firm. Yeah, I really that bit of the journey. So yeah, okay, I think so. Like I think we, the the brand was pretty critical to the, in terms of the value of the business. Um, actually, the business was was loss making, but the brand had a lot of uh, value in it in itself. Which obviously we struggled to get on the balance sheet. That was the problem. We struggled to get a valuation for that to recapitalise the balance sheet. 
and that's typical in this in 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 FMCG businesses. They don't tend to recognise the value of their brands on the balance sheets. It's not something we tend to do. The second piece is we obviously understood fairly early on that this business was there was a European business, uh, which is part of a carve out from a large corporate large international corporate and then there was a uk business that uk business was fundamentally profitable but it was actually propping up uh, the rest of the european group and it was at that point we realized we've got to we've got we've tried so many times didn't we in terms of the roadmap of what how do we how do we get value from this business and how can we extricate ourselves from what was a really challenging balance sheet because as soon as we started thinking about closing down some of the the overseas units the impairments that we had on the balance sheet actually made the balance sheets actually under the water I think the most important thing is being transparent right the way through the process. So because you have the highs and lows in turnaround, you have some days or weeks where everything seems like it's going the right way. And then you have those days or weeks, maybe even a month, where it goes the other way. But actually, if you've got all the data and you've got everybody on board and transparent, then you can be completely honest when things start going against you because, therefore, all the key stakeholders know. And as you say... The bank in question on this actually lent us a lot more money to trade through this business, to explore lots of options, which I take my hat off to them because it was quite a brave decision by the bank to do that because we couldn't prove outright the outcome because they were variable. So in a, a nutshell, Andrew, um, what would you sort of see as the absolute key points? Yeah, I mean, I always put, you know, cash runway, but I, that's me. But what your sort of key reflection maybe to other directors and shareholders going going through difficult times i think look there's a couple of things you should do before you get advisors involved i think the first thing is you must understand the cash flows of your business you must follow the cash from start to finish from sales to customer receipts from purchase order uh, from expense all the way through this the business you're in and if you suddenly if you don't have control of your cash flow you don't have a business particularly when it's loss-making. So that's the first thing you must do. If you've got a business which is loss-making and there's burning cash, you need to think, what am I going to do to solve it? It won't solve itself, typically. It needs some kind of transformation. And that transformation is where you should go. That's where I think early advice is critical. The other piece I would say uh, is really around that team around focus. Once you've got a very good advisor involved, they bring a lot of credibility to what would otherwise be uh, a difficult situation situation and a storm effectively and they calm the seas in a storm so to speak and that calmness is really important because it, it kind of rebalances the business uh, and you reassess the business of what, how you're going to take it forward and what you're going to do most directors haven't been through a difficult transformation most directors have not seen a business in distress and that can be quite unwieldy to them and actually they can really quite quickly get out of their depth and forget what they're there for so I think follow the cash is the first one. If you realise you've got a business which is actually continually loss-making, you need to work out what you're going to fix and you need to work out where the value is of that business. And I think that's where Prompt brings something slightly different. It can bring that perspective that sometimes people sitting in this bubble of a business which may be failing or maybe needing a transformation doesn't have. Andrew, I think that's a really good summary. And also I'd like to just end on the po- really positive note because – Obviously, you've driven the business forward, and I know the business got acquired and, and the brand, all the things we just talked about actually ended up happening. Um, and we do know we couldn't save the European side of the business, but the UK was fully saved. Um, and, and I know when we recently spoke, 
you reported that into profit. And just... yeah, so I think you know, give you an indication to David. I think when we were when you were there, we were break even, making a hundred thousand pounds a month in some months, and then break even the next. But fundamentally, we were in a different position, which I think was important. And at that point, you kind of handed it over. What happened is the business obviously did go into administration. It did come out the other side. We saved um, of about 230 jobs. We saved uh, about 60% of those. That's the first thing. The second thing is the UK business, which, as I said, was broadly break-even, slight profitability, uh, had a target uh, to deliver £2 million profit within the first year from its new owners. We hit that. That profit was that profit target was hit within, within nine months. So a three-month head of schedule. Um, so this is a, you know, it was a fundamental, a very strong turnaround. And that turnaround really happened because one is we communicate all the time, not just to customers, also to suppliers, to directors, to employees. And within three months, we had stock. And within, within nine months, we hit a £2 million um, EBITDA, which was, as I said, three months earlier than expected. That was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Andrew, I'd just like to thank you very much for your time uh, and sharing I think a really important insight into turnaround, which luckily most directors and shareholders don't have to experience, but I'm sure anybody who is experiencing that would actually welcome you know, hearing your insight. So thank you very much indeed. Very grateful for your time. Thank you. Thank you, David. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you so much for joining us. This podcast was brought to you by Prompt Business Strategies, the turnaround and growth specialists. If you want to get in touch with David Stone or any of our speakers, please visit our website, promptstrategies.co.uk and use the contact details you'll find there. All the views expressed in this podcast are individual opinions and are general, so they do not constitute professional advice. If you want to see how an issue applies to your own situation, then please do talk to us directly.